Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. <laughs> Give me your synopsis. I feel as though I still didn't gain any kind of information going into this except the actors who's in it. Uh huh. And that it's a mobster movie. That's all I got. Is that your from whole it. synopsis? <laughs> there are actors in it and it's a mobster movie. That's <laughs> pretty much what I got from that trailer. In a world that needs just one more movie podcast, one woman and some guy will endlessly insist. Dude, you gotta watch this movie. And you gotta watch this movie. Coming in a few seconds to the podcast player you are currently using. Two good movies and a microphone. It's not the movie podcast you deserve, but it's also the one nobody needed right now. And now your hosts, Garver and Lizzle. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Two Good Movies and a Microphone, the movie podcast nobody asked for. I'm Garver. I'm Lizzle. How you doing, Lizzle? I feel like I want to rip my eyeballs out. Yeah. Something's going around right now. I mean, besides the obvious. Just don't rip your tongue out because we've got a podcast to record. Do what you got to do, but. But how am I going to watch the trailer? Oh, right. And the movies if I rip my eyeballs out. Yeah, I guess the synopsis game. We'll have to. We'll have to amend the synopsis game. Speaking of amending, we are going to tinker with the format this episode. We've condensed some of the things down into a little more focused discussion. Less of a clusterfuck. Less of a clusterfuck. Yeah. Uh, 40% less cluster, mm-hmm. hopefully. And then we're going to break into intermission between the two movies where we might have an ad if we have one available. We'll check the voicemail if any of y'all been calling out to us. We also have another little mini game that I want to try to play. And we'll get to that. When we get into the intermission, what movie do you have for me to watch today? Well, I thought we could go a little bit lighthearted since a lot of the movies we've been watching have been tear jerkers yes. and just emotionally draining. It's been heavy. So I decided to go ahead and do Toy Story 3. Toy Story 3. Came out in 2010. Mm-hmm. Directed by Lee Unkrich. Hopefully I said that name right because it's making me cringe heard that name before well he also did toy story 2 finding nemo monsters inc and coco which i've yet to see so he's done a lot of of the pixar movies all right uh of course is starring tom hanks tim allen and uh, joan cusack uh 8.3 out of 10 on imdb that's pretty good 98 percent Tomato meter mm-hmm. off of Rotten Tomatoes and 89% audience score off of the exact same site. And tomato meter is the the professional critics. Correct. One, right? Yes. And then the, the other ones from just any Tom, Dick or any. Harry that wants to write something in. The potatoes. Yeah. I call them the potatoes. Oh. Anthony Quinn from Independent UK on Rotten Tomatoes said it takes a kind of genius to combine a children's movie for grownups and a grownups movie for children in one glittering digi-matted package yet the folks at pixar have done it time and time again yeah pixar is amazing did he say digimatic i think he said digimated digimated d-i-g-i-m-a-t-e-d digimated 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 i've never heard that term before i don't know what that means i don't know it what it means digitally animated oh okay Di- i'm assuming I, I just haven't ever heard anyone refer to cg movies as digimation hmm. so i learned a thing look at that Keep on learning. I've got queued up for Lizzle today. Last Man Standing. Now, I don't know if this should actually be on my must-see list, 
but I remember loving it. I love Bruce Willis. It's a 1996 Bruce Willis movie. I actually learned today when I was looking up some things that this is based on a Kurosawa movie from 61. I did not ever know that. That gave me a little more faith in putting this on the list. I don't think it's a remake, but seeing that it's based on a Kurosawa movie made me a little more confident in my choice to put it on here, aside from the fact that I just love Bruce Willis movies. Directed by Walter Hill, who also directed the 48 Hours movies, and those are also somewhere on the list, probably season two. This one did not score as well as Toy Story 3. 37% on the tomato meter and only 51% audience score. And you're making um, me watch this. Why? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't check the IMDb score, but the illustrious Robert Ebert. Hey, everybody. It's Garver. Sorry to interrupt the show. I realize I said Robert Ebert and not Roger Ebert. I am aware of the man's name. I just mispronounced it. Just wanted to acknowledge my fuck up there. All right. That's it. On with the show. Said about Last Man Standing. Last Man Standing is such a desperately cheerless film, so dry and laconic and wrung out that you wonder if the filmmakers ever thought that in any way it could be fun. So wait a minute, I give you a fun, fun movie. Listen, this is just what Roger Ebert thought. It's not what I think. I think this movie's great, or at least I remember thinking it's great. I haven't seen it in. I don't know, 20 years, probably. Does that math work out? 96, 20 years, 20, carry the four. Um, He's doing air math, by the way, right now. Some years ago, I watched it is the answer. Hopefully it holds up to my memory because I remember loving the shit out of this movie. We're going Toy Story first, right? Hell yeah. Because we did my recommendation first in episode three. Let's do this damn thing. Let's go. No, you would have seen the first one, correct? The first Toy Story. I love the first one. Okay, okay. Because then we would have had a lot of issues if I was showing you number no. three. And you didn't tell me you didn't see the no. first one. Okay. So do I, do I need to have seen Toy Story 2, though? Mm, Which I've seen it, but I don't remember it very well. There are certain characters that may be in there, if I can remember, that plays a part in it. But I don't think it's it's such a big deal if you don't remember it fully okay. so i think we're good do you know anything about the third one then the only thing i know about it is that everybody says i'm gonna cry i, I know i've seen the trailer at some point i don't remember it so i expect to uh have a little little moistening of yeah come on the man. old eyeball that's all i really got for preconceptions Okay, cool. If I never told you, hey, or reminded you to watch Toy Story 3, would have it been on your like radar or? It's definitely been on my radar. Um, I think I said this in the last episode. I just play too many video games. The video game addiction is too strong, which is why I don't watch as many movies. Or or edit on time. Or edit on time. I, it was out on time. Episode 3 was out on time. Yes, yes. I was very, very proud of you. Um, you multitask. Warzone. And editing. Yeah, I did. You did. I don't know when I would have got around to watch it, but I wa I definitely wanted to see it because um, I love Pixar movies in general, and I specifically love the Toy Story movies. I think Wally is my favorite Pixar movie, though. Oh wow! Okay. Wally's incredible. So we're just going to go straight into the synopsis game. Synopsis game. Yeah. I still don't have a theme song for the synopsis game. 
do, ding, do, ding, do. ding, 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 ding. No, it is not the synopsis game. What is it? It oh. is the snack-nopsis game. I forgot. You are welcome for that title yeah. of the game because basically what we're going to be doing is we're going to be watching the trailer without sound. They know. And the, They've listened. You know what? I've just... Re- you know what? What if somebody just pops on, wanted to listen something... For a random episode and they four? they were like, let's go to number four. It's my favorite number, oh. and I'm going to listen to number four. They rolled a D20 and yeah, got a four. exactly. So, I'm just explaining to those right, that right. may not know. So, calm your tits. So... My tits are never calm. Very pointy. So... Basically, whoever wins the Snacknopsis game gets to go ahead and buy the snacks for the next movie. Right. And you lost last time, I think on purpose. Yes, I did. So what snacks are we having this time? So one of my favorite snacks was pretzels at the movie theater, Mm -hmm. just because I would make it into pizza pretzels. But I didn't get all the stuff to make pizza pretzels. Oh, is that a secret menu item? Yes. A pizza pretzel? That wasn't a thing that you served, right? No, no, I never served it to anybody. I just yeah. did it myself. What? No, I, I know, but that's not like one of the things on the menu. Oh, no, 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 no. Because you would just get a cup of pizza sauce and then you put the cheese in it and then mix it with the pepperoni and then you popped it in the oven real quick or the microwave and then you dip the pretzel into it. So it'd be like gooey, cheesy pizza. So that's, a pizza pretzel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty sure I understood. Okay, just in case you didn't, you look very <laughs> confused from across from me. That's just my face. <sighs> okay, so let's go ahead and get into it. Are you ready to see the trailer? Let's watch the trailer. Okay. And I'll try to figure out what the hell is going on. Three, two, one, go. The following preview has been approved for appropriate audience. What's an appropriate audience? I don't even know what that means. Okay. Walt Disney. We got Pixar. We got old man. What's his name? Timmy? Andy. Andy. Shame on you. From the creators of Finding Nemo. I haven't seen Up yet either. Oh, that is, I'm writing that somewhere. Oh my God. So they're old toys in a box because he's older and he's what, going to college? Um, Maybe going to college. There's some new toys. Oh, they're in a thrift store. I want all of these toys, by the way. (laughs) What's what's the trike's name? Um, Oh, I forgot her name, but she's one of my favorites. Oh, this guy. We've got a Ken doll with a neck scarf. And what are those shorts? So there's a Barbie and Ken analog. They can't be Barbie and Ken, right? They don't have, well, it's Disney. They probably fucking own Barbie and Ken, right? Okay, so maybe not a thrift store. Is it a preschool? They've been donated, haven't they? Because Andy's too old. Not in, oh my God. Oh, was that a, there's definitely urine in that sandbox. So the purple bear is like, he knows what's up. He's like the wizened, the wizened guy. He's been there. He's been at the preschool for a while. He's going to run into the thing. He, he totally didn't clear that wall. I've got nothing. To, oh, that was a Mission Impossible move right there. Toy Story 3 with the precursor to Pickle Rick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got that out of the way the trailer i didn't have a whole lot of commentary for that trailer but i definitely saw uh the prototype of pickle rick i didn't even think about that Mm -hmm. at all as soon as you said that i'm like (laughs) oh my god like the pickle version of a potato man a potato head Mm -hmm. pickle head guy Mm -hmm. that's what it looked like to me um so you want me to riff a synopsis based on that trailer riff it okay 
Andy is going to college. He didn't really look old enough to go to college, but I'm going to say college. And he's too old for the toys. They've all been donated to. I think that was a preschool. At first, I thought thrift store. Now I'm saying preschool. And they meet all the other toys at the preschool that have been donated before. Purple Bear, he's a veteran of the preschool. He knows things. He's been there. We're going to learn about his past, how it was really rough when he was first donated, but then he accepted his fate and let his kid move on. And now he has a new life with a bunch of other kids. He gets to see all he doesn't have to be confined to one kid now. And he tries to tell the new Woody and the gang that it's actually not that bad of a life because you get to touch a lot. OK. <laughs> you want to complete that sentence? You get to influence the lives of many children. <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> All right. Shake that off. Shake it off. <laughs> OK. Um. <laughs> but of course, Woody's not accepting this. He wants to be with Andy. Either he's, he wants to go back to Andy. No. No, 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 no. He allows himself to be convinced by Purple Bear that this is correct. This is a good life, making children happy in the preschool. However, I think, who is it? Who gets in trouble? And Woody, what's, what's that thing called? Uh, hang glider. Woody steals a hang glider and goes to save them. Is it hand glider or hang glider? Oh, there was a hang glider because you hang You're from hanging, it. You're hanging, but you use your hands okay. on it. You don't necessarily have to put your hands on it. I think you do. You do? If you're just like free balling in the air? You definitely don't put your balls on it. I know that. I mean, you're not going to steer with your balls. No. But. Never. But if you're just like soaring. Not even once. Your eyes tell me a different story about your balls. So anyways, I'm just saying that if you're gliding, you don't really need to put your hands there. You can just put them out. No, I don't think that's how it works. Have either of us been hang gliding? No. Slash hand gliding. I have not been hang gliding. I don't know what uh, what I kind don't of think either one of us should be talking on this subject. <laughs> no, especially hand gliding. Uh, that sounds like something different, actually, now that I now that I repeat it. Yeah. OK, so one of the toys gets in trouble. I'm assuming it's either Barbie or Bo. I didn't see Bo in there, though. Who's the cowgirl? Jesse. Jesse. Maybe it's her. I didn't I don't remember seeing her in there either, though. Oh, wait, maybe it was Potato Head because we saw him get thrown in the sandbox in the pee pee sandbox. You know, kids are peeing in that sandbox and pooping and pooping, throwing up everything, everything. Now, what's the conclusion here? Yeah, you got a pretty good story going on right now. I don't know what the conclusion would be. I don't think Andy can come back. I don't think we can go back to that story. This is the third movie, man. I don't know, but we'll land on one of the. Preschool kids adopts Woody and takes him home from the preschool. I'm not real confident about that, but I don't think Andy comes back. Mainly it's about Purple Bear. I think. So you think the story revolves around. I think the meat of it Bear. is going to be Purple Bear trying to be like, no, accept your new life in the preschool. But then something happens and Woody and uh, Tim Allen have to go. Do you not know his name? Um, I, it's been so long. I, I know his name. It's Space Man. Oh my goodness! And he has a show where he improves his spaceship. That's called Ship Improvement. I knew you were going to try to make a joke out of that. Of course. 
His name's Buzz Lightyear. Do or do not. There is no try. I made a joke out of that. Wait, you're calling that a joke? <laughs> calling you a joke. At least it's a funny one. <laughs> okay, so I think that pretty much pulls it up for the synopsis that you have. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm ready We're to watch ready. this movie. Yeah. It's been too long. What do you mean it's been too long? I mean, it's been too long that I haven't seen it. Oh, oh, gotcha. I've gone too long not seeing, ha having not seen it. Okay. That's what I mean. I thought you meant like right now we've gone too long. Well, a like, little bit. Oh. And I think you're still too far away from the mic. So we're going to go ahead and watch Toy Story 3. We'll be back after I've seen Toy Story 3, finally. Let's push play! Why am I so tired? It was the pretzel. Carbs? I don't know. Ooh, root beer. I didn't have root beer. Oh, I thought you had your drink. I was holding the open bottle for like an hour. Are you serious? <laughs> but I never took a drink. Oh, huh. Because I was debating. I, you know, I'm trying not to have soda. So I was just sitting there debating whether or not to drink it. And then oh. I never, I did never took a drink. I mean, this is just the way I feel after I watch a movie. Oh. Movies are the only real way I feel human emotion. That sounds like I'm being glib, but I'm not. It's one of the reasons that movies are so important to me. It always makes me feel like like I felt something, you know? Yeah. And it makes me tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, emotions can be tiring. Yes. Yes, it can. All right. I've now seen Toy Story 3. Or how Buzz would say it, Toy Story Tress. <laughs> well, I don't think he would say Toy Story. Well, no, but I don't know how to say those words. <laughs> <laughs> We are going to actually do the Snacknopsis conclusion and see if you got anything wrong or right, which you got the whole thing freaking right. Like when I was writing it down, I was like, you got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. And then I was like, I can't say anything. I can't say a word because he's getting this all right. I don't think I got it all right. Yes, you did. I don't think so. Dude. Okay. <clears throat> well, let's find out. Okay. I put okay because you said okay. <laughs> I say okay a lot. Yeah. Okay. 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 Andy is going to college. And, yep. Nailed it. Boom. That's a point. Nailed it. So a point. All of the toys are donated to a preschool because he's too old. Wasn't a preschool. It was a daycare. Well, the fact that they were donated somewhere to a child care. Yeah, you're the scorekeeper, so I, I still it's up to you. I still think that was pretty much dead on. OK, I remember Purple Bear, <laughs> which his name's Lotso. Lotso, which can I just note? Yeah, I'll note it later. I'll note it after. OK, so Purple Bear is a veteran, which he is. He's a veteran of all of them. Yeah, the, the veteran of the. Of the, the sunny Place. side. Yeah, yes. yeah. Not like he served in the military, but no. <laughs> the... How he talked, you could probably he did think he's a sort of writer. have that vibe, yeah. Yeah. Lotso has a past, which you were correct. There is some kind of past there. He, which is Lotso, tries to tell Woody and the gang that it's okay. Mm -hmm. And when you said it's okay, is basically a like sunny side. There. Yes. Yeah. 
So they were trying to coerce them to let them know that it's a safe place for them. Now, the one thing that you did say that wasn't really right was Woody lets himself get convinced it's okay to stay there. Yeah. He was, even if he said he was against it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He did admit that it seemed like a great place before it got bad. Yeah. But he, they still need to get back to Andy no matter what. Yeah. So I missed that one. It was Buzz who was convinced. Yes. And the rest of them. Mm-hmm. You put someone gets in trouble. He had to rescue everyone. Yeah. From Sunnyside. So I'll give you a point for I don't that. Know. Um. All right. Also, I think I'm supposed to be reading mine. Oh. Oh yeah. We keep forgetting how we do that. Yeah. Whatever. We're tinkering with the format this time yeah. anyway, so yeah. it's fine. It's fine. It'll season one. Yeah. No season one. You season one with don't things. count. Yeah. Kind Look of. at season one of The Simpsons. Still good. Still good. Yeah. But look how much better it got. So Woody tries to escape to save them. So. He was trying to get home. He wasn't trying to save them. Yeah. He well, he escapes on his side to go home. And, and then, then he, he goes ha- back. And then he has to go back yeah. to try to save them. So. Yeah, I don't think he. He right. wasn't escaping to try to save them. All right. Well, oh, and you, I put possibly Mr. Potato Head is the one that's in trouble. Oh, yeah, because. Yeah. Because I that shot in the trailer where he was being thrown in the sandbox. Yeah, I, I thought something was happening, but no. OK, one of the preschool kids adopts Woody and the rest of the toys, which they do get adopted. By Bonnie. Yes, Bonnie. Did was she she went to the daycare too? her mom works. there. Her mom works there. Yeah. So, OK. Uh, and lastly, story revolves around I bet she gets free daycare. Yeah. wonder how that works. <laughs> Out of all things you're thinking about in this story. <laughs> Listen, I was thinking a lot of things. Oh, God. Well, we're going to dive into that. Just the last thing that I put down was story revolves around the purple bear. Yep. So, yeah. There, the there's villain. a huge... He was the main villain. He, yeah. Which was so funny because... Well, we'll get into that. So... Um, all right. What did I get? Eight. 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 Is that a record? God, I think so. I think you had seven last time. Yeah, I think eight is the the highest. Ding 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 ding. Nice. I don't have any sound effects for for record, but cool. You did really well. All right. Well, did you like it? Overall. Okay, you have no soul. Nope, hated it. It was dumb. I don't like toys. I don't still have my own teddy bear, which. The bear in the movie is named Lotso, right? Because mm-hmm. he's Hug-a-Lot or yeah. hug, hug a, What was his name? Hug, his full name was like Hug-a-Lot-so Bear. They oh, just I can't remember. I can't remember. Lots I of hugs. That's it. Lots of hugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My bear that, yes, I still have. It's old as shit. And God knows what kind of diseases it's carrying around because it's never been washed. Its name is Lonzo. Real close to Lotso. I thought that was kind of crazy. I just hope he's not a dick like Lotso. You, Lonzo would never be a dick. <laughs> he kind of has a lazy eye. Aw. And he looks exhausted. Oh, poor but, thing. you know, I've kept him in a box most of the time. Not in the attic, because I never really had an attic like that. So, but he's usually in storage somewhere. Maybe you should get him cleaned. I don't even know how. I feel like he would fall apart oh, if I tried to so clean old. him. I got that thing, him, 
when I was five, I think. Wow. It was a gift from a family friend who was named Lonnie, and I named the bear Lonzo after Lonnie. Aww. At least, if my memory serves, that's what happened. Mm -hmm. And I still have that damn thing. It, it's funny how well Toy Story represents the relationship between a kid and the toys, because Lonzo was for sure my favorite. Mm -hmm. And he's still with me. None of the other ones are. Definitely took him to college with me. He's still with me. He's in the garage right now. And I don't know why. I had a bunch. I had a dolphin, I remember. A little stuffed dolphin. I didn't even name that thing. I think there were some sock puppets. And there's a ghost story revolving around those stuffed animals, too. Including Lonzo. This isn't a ghost podcast, so I'll skip that. Anyway, the point is, that was a fun connection for me for some reason. That it sounded like the name of my bear. Too. I mean, at least you took something from it. That That's all I care about. We should ask the viewers to call in and tell us the names of their favorite toys. If they had teddy bears, what did they name them? And if any of them sound like Lotso, because I think I'm on to something. Or whatever other toy that they really cherish and still have to this day. Yeah, but mainly bear. Uh, okay, Jesus. Okay, <laughs> calm down. Calm down. I still think I have my Teddy Ruxpin. That's I, the talking one, right? Yeah. No, I had that one. I don't remember what happened to it. I still have my Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. Yes. And I think that one either talks or I can put a tape inside the belly and it plays something. Yeah. I can't remember. To clarify. Yes, yeah. I liked it. Okay. Okay. Just to clarify. <laughs> Just to clarify. I don't think we got that out of I got off you on said. A, I got off on a Garber tangent. I loved all of the covert scenes when Woody's sneaking out of the place and he's like climbing on the door and going up on the window. And um, it's like a mini action movie where everything's scaled down because they're toys. Um, I love shit like that. Uh, the Simpsons has a great scene where they're spoofing um, the great escape where Maggie is escaping the daycare trying to skip to escape the daycare and she has a little dart gun that she shoots like a grappling hook and uh, i love those little things that take some big grand epic adventure thing and scales it down and places it in, a, in an everyday setting like that i mean is it moot to say that i just love the writing everything happens right when it needs to happen the, all the plot beats are like right there perfectly timed and it all comes together to you know, punch you in the gut at the right time. So no cons? I could have done without them calling Barbie toots. Well, that was Mr. Potato Head, and everyone knows Mr. Potato Head is sexist, uh, misogynist. Like, he's she's, he's just an asshole. So is uh, friggin' um, Pig. I can't remember his name. I know. I'm just discovering Damn. as we watch more of these movies that are older, mm -hmm. you can't ignore that stuff mm -hmm. <laughs> anymore. It didn't add anything to the story. And she wound up being one of the heroes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She went in disguise and grabbed the um, manual. Which is the funny part. Yeah. And she totally tricked Ken and infiltrated his his house and, and her got the information out of him. And, and her speech at the dumpster. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. That's from something. I forget what it's from. It's probably something really important that I should know, like. The Constitution. It probably is. I, I believe so. But it is. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's a little it's the little things like that, that, like I said in the first episode, wasn't really expecting this podcast to deal so much with um, feminine studies, I guess. It's hard not to see that shit now. 
mm. in these older movies and some of that stuff doesn't age well even in a movie like toy story where yeah. it's like you're just throwing toots in and like what what why like what does that do that's interesting that that was something that you picked out i noticed that we see the faces of the adults now oh wait did you ever see andy's mom's face in toy story i don't think you I did i don't think so that's something I know. That's not good or bad. I just noticed. Yeah. And I wonder if that's because of the technology mm. that's gotten more advanced and they can actually render the faces easier. Mm -hmm. I, I think also because of Andy's interaction with his mom yeah. more that they had no choice but to He's go ahead. Basically an adult now. So mm -hmm. maybe that's why. Maybe that has oh. something to do with it, too. That's a good point. It was no longer like kid world and adult world. Mm -hmm. It's like Andy entering the adult world. So maybe that has something to do with it. Yeah, because if you notice in the movie, you really didn't see her face when he was a kid because she was always behind the camera. Mm -hmm. But then when they showed Andy as an adult, mm -hmm. you start seeing her face. Yeah. And then in earlier ones, you saw her feet. If yeah. she was walking down the hall or whatever, you would hear her voice. And but mm -hmm. she, I don't I don't remember ever seeing her face. That fucking baby doll. I knew you were going to bring him up. The I big, knew big it. baby. What do they call him? Yeah, uh, I think he was just uh, big baby. That review you read about. The merging kids movie into an adult movie, an adult movie into a kid movie. Yes. I was thinking about that the whole time because this thing, parts of that were like a horror movie <laughs> specifically around. What was it? Big. Big Baby? I think it was I Big Baby and then also The Monkey. Oh, The Monkey. Literally out of a Stephen King story. <laughs> Literally. I mean, I know that's not where it originated, but The Monkey mm -hmm. is the name of the story that Stephen King wrote. Oh. Mon monkey or The Monkey, I think. Wait, is it about a toy monkey? or? Yeah, it's about that monkey. Oh. Yeah. I mean, he didn't he didn't invent it. But, mm -hmm. uh, he wrote about that toy. Oh. And it was in the story, it's cursed and this family can't get rid of it. And they try to row out into this lake and dump it in a weighted sack into the middle of the lake. But it's fucking crazy. But uh, yeah, there were a lot of adult elements that I wasn't expecting. I was a little bit surprised that they worked that baby doll in in that way into a kid's movie. I also liked seeing that flashback when it looked like a normal, happy baby doll. Yeah. The eyes actually fully open. Yeah, the eyes open. It's wearing the clothes. Mm -hmm. Why do baby dolls wind up like that? I've seen. I mean, that's they nailed all of the toy stuff. Yeah. I, I love that's one of the details I really like about those movies. You, it like, yeah, they go in the attic. Um, some of them, for some reason, stick with you through life for whatever reason. Some of them get broken like some and then the little kids who are just beating the shit out of all the toys because they were not age appropriate they should have been playing with like big rubber squares and stuff <laughs> tupperware they should just play with tupperware i like the detail that they really get right it, it's like yeah this is exactly how toys are and yeah. how children interact with toys it's one of the best things about those movies it it, it resonates i forgot where i was going with that so what would what did you think about Ken? In terms of character, I thought he had a good arc. So he started. It was it was a nice red herring there for a, a brief second where a purple bear shows up and he's like the wise and old kindly guy. 
Side note, I loved how he rode around in the dump truck. That was great. <laughs> His throne, he turned the dump truck into a mobile throne. That was so good. Oh my God, I just realized that's foreshadowing because he was riding around in a dump truck. Holy shit. And then they wound up at a dump and then he... And then, oh, and then he's, he's in the front, the front of the truck. Yes. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> okay. And it all comes full circle. Yeah, I didn't... Now, I the, didn't. now the truck's riding him. Oh my God. Um, so yeah, the, the Ken arc was cool. You could tell he wasn't an evil character. He just, I mean, they had all just been corrupted by Lonzo. No, Lonzo, not Lonzo. That's my bear. <laughs> by Lotso's abuse. Yeah. I was hoping Lotso would have had a, a redemption at the end, but I also kind of knew he wouldn't. I thought he was going to get redeemed by the button scene. But then as he got up there, I was like, he's going to fucking turn away. And he did. And he did. I thought they were all going to die. Let me tell you, when I saw this in movie theaters, when it, it came out, mm -hmm. I couldn't breathe. Yeah. Because of how beautifully they they did the scene. Yeah, where, it was good. Where all of them, they were they were fighting and fighting, and then they realized they ha just it's have over. to accept their death. Yep. That was and good. When they held hands, I was like... Yeah. I can't do this. I am crying so hard yeah. at a Pixar movie. So, yeah, that scene. That was an intense scene. God, it was so good. That's probably why I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah, because I, I kept looking over at you with tears in my eyes. I'm like, is no. this affecting him? <laughs> I didn't cry like outwardly, oh, but okay. Okay. it did it. I mean, it was powerful. Yeah. And great filmmaking. Just straight. Mm -hmm. That whole scene could have been out of a fucking you could have taken that scene and put it in Saving Private Ryan and it would have been the same emotional impact if you just replace all the toys with soldiers and they're all going into the this point of no return. I mean, it could have it would have had the same emotional weight yeah. as toys going into the incinerator. Oh, and the reason why I asked you about Ken, because. I got excited of who voiced Ken. I don't know if you yeah, saw. I was trying to place that voice. I really wished that they paid homage to it and dressed Ken as Batman. I'll give you that hint. So Will? Will. What? Oh, my God. Blinking. Arnett. Oh, no, 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 no. Because that uh, would have been a raspier voice. Yeah. Val Kilmer? No. You're getting closer. Adam West. No, no. You can tell Adam West's voice. I mean, you're close. You're right there. The other one. Christian Bale. No. OK. Michael Keaton. Robert Pattinson. Michael oh. Keaton. You knew you're just trying to. Oh, God, I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> hate you. Anyways, we're moving on. Was it the one from the animated series? Oh, fuck. <sighs> I, oh, I'm so bad. I should remember his name. I'm not. I'm not helping you with anything. <sighs> Nothing. Nothing. That was Michael Keaton. Yeah, I thought when I heard who it was, it would click, but I still don't. That's not ringing. It didn't seem like Michael Keaton to me. There were certain parts I was like, oh, my God, that's Michael Keaton. I don't know. He I was, was I was thinking like Owen Wilson or something. Oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. That would have been that seemed like a missed opportunity, though. Yes, I, I really wish they would have. Yeah, well, like, they were that would have they could have just dropped it right into the the clothes racks. Yes. Just the costume just going by. I would have like, like internally screamed. That would have been. Yeah, that would have been perfect. Mm -hmm. Like he, they, he didn't uh, have to even put man, it on. Now I'm mad they didn't do that. Right. Now that I know that. <laughs> I wonder if there was some reason, you know, somebody had to fucking 
somebody yeah had to pitch that yeah somewhere if i live in a universe where nobody pitched that <laughs> i don't want to live on this planet anymore oh god out of everything before you even saw the trailer before you've seen the movie was there any expectations or anything like that that you had prior that i thought it was going to be sadder okay when i heard everybody talking about how much they cried mm-hmm and that's the consistent thing that I always heard about Toy Story 3. I was expecting one of them to die or I thought Buzz was going to go away somehow or or maybe Andy died somehow. I don't know. Like I was expecting some like heavy shit to really destroy me. It was more of a positive emotional effect. It was sweet. I was not expecting to come out of that with everyone alive. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> My gut was punched in a good way. I think that's why I didn't go all the way over the edge into tears. Everybody went. Everything was wrapped up. All of the little story threads were wrapped up. Mrs. Potato Head found her eye. Um, other things. <laughs> I don't know. It just it's the end of an era with Andy. I think that's what pulled at heartstrings yeah. that. Yeah, of course. You're just realizing you're just like Andy having to say goodbye yeah. to your toys. I like that. And your childhood. And your childhood. I like that Woody made the choice to jump in the box too. After he, in that moment with Andy and his mom and her talking about wanting to be with him forever. And then you could see that moment in Woody's face make to make the decision to to stay with him even though the whole time he's been talking about his duty as a toy to be there for andy mm -hmm. but that was like a nice arc for woody to finally realize we have been there for woody and he doesn't andy andy and he doesn't they're, they're both why they both in and why you just like saying woody i just like saying woody mm -hmm. why do you think they called him woody is he he's not made out of wood no He's a soft Woody. Oh, Jesus Christ. I walked right into that. <laughs> but really, that seems like, I mean, adults wrote this. Mm -hmm. Seems like an odd choice for a name. Maybe just choose a name that doesn't have a connotation. I don't know. I know we've been with this character for fucking 20 years or whatever, but mm -hmm. interesting creative choice to not change that to like, I don't even know. What's a good cowboy name? Rusty. Why couldn't he be rusty? He doesn't look like a rusty. He doesn't look like... No. What does a rusty look like? Rusty has a beard. Why does he have a... Why does he look like a... Why does he have a woody? <laughs> why does he look like a woody and not a rusty? <laughs> he just... just I, I can't explain it. He looks it. like a Woody because we know him as Woody. I know, but I just... You I know just... who else looks like a Woody? You know the Woody that we know? Woody, Woody Harrelson. Oh, I was going to say Woody Wood... And Woody Woodpecker. Which Woody Who's Wood... Who's not even a human. Pecker kind of looks like Woody. They had that long nose, kind of pointy. Woody Woodpecker's a woodpecker. Yeah. Pecker. <laughs> I'm going to wrap this up now. Uh, oh, God. Um, yeah. I said wrap this up. You got to before you, you know. In conclusion, the final conclusion. 
Well, I feel like I didn't land on a point at all in any of that. I mean, a lot of times we don't. <laughs> I know. I'm glad Woody got his hat back. Oh, did that hurt? Not seeing him with a hat? Because, you know, cowboys have to have a hat. Cowboys have to have a hat. Yes. They're going to get sunburned without it. You got to protect that skin. You would know about that. Yeah. Yeah. You get sunburned all the time. <laughs> and wind. I think it's the wind more than the sun, actually. Really? When I'm outside yeah, in the, on set or something. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Lotion up, people. Protect your skin. So you're saying Woody should lotion up? You got to put lotion on the Woody or he's going to come back dry and cracked and definitely put a hat on it. Are you going to view it or skew it? Are we still talking about movies? <laughs> exactly. That's what I was like. We, final conclusion. View it or skew it. View it. If you haven't seen Toy Story 3, watch the shit out of that because it was good. And I say watch it with your favorite am uh, stuffed animal if you still have one. Of course. Not necessarily stuffed animal. Well, any toy. Whatever toy. Well, Transformer. Yeah. My Little Pony. Oh, God. Troll Doll. Oh, I like that opening scene. I really like the opening scene. Oh, with the kids that was on good. the train? Yeah, that the was orphans. good. The orphans. <laughs> the orphans. That was good. Because I knew right away, it was like, oh, this is the imaginary. He's imagining that this mm -hmm. is Andy playing with the toys or somebody i yeah. didn't know if it was andy or not but oh oh criticism oh goodness criticism oh god in that opening scene yes we see the train yes mr potato head and mrs potato head are robbing the train mm -hmm. right in cahoots with mr evil what pig mr 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 evil dr pig something like that um woody jumps on the back stops him foils the robbery then they kick him off the back of the train. Bullseye catches him and Jesse. And then they're riding on the back and they have all those great one-liners. Then they reveal that they're coming up on a train bridge. And Mr. Potato Head pulls out a detonator. And he's like, I always like to go out with a bang. Who the fuck put that dynamite on the bridge? Was he always planning to blow the bridge up? I, I don't know their plans. I mean, I don't know them personally. I want to know. I want to know how that dynamite got on the bridge because they weren't anticipating Woody because if they were anticipating Woody, Woody wouldn't have gotten a drop on them. Were they always planning to blow up the bridge while they were on the train? I mean, what was the whole plan? Are you questioning as a child's imagination of why he decided to put bombs on a bridge? Yes. Show your work. Wow. Andy. All right, Grabber. I, I think I think we're done here. Are I, we? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're done. All right. We're going to take a short break and then we're going <laughs> to introduce the movie I've got for you. We'll find out after this intermission. Only because I forgot right now. You actually. Oh my no, last man standing. I forgot for just a hot second. Jesus. You know, my brain's not good. I know. Last man standing starring Bruce Willis. We'll be back right after these messages. Dun -dun 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 -dun. Dun. My name is John. I can guarantee you are not expecting to hear my voice, which is all right because we in the business like to call this a twist. It's very twisty. So I know you're here to listen to two good movies and a microphone, 
But here's the thing. I uh, I don't know what the podcast is about. So just give me a second to check my notes here. Bigfoot? Is this the Bigfoot one? No. This is the murder podcast, right? Wait, it's definitely the seven times awkward sex scenes ruined perfectly good Disney movies. No. No, that can't be right. Well then, I guess it's a good time to talk about my podcast. The Let Me Know podcast where we let you know what we know. Uh, that's ranging anywhere from comic books, books, movies, anime, TV shows, music, anything that we thoroughly enjoy. We just kind of talk about and hopefully that coincides with the listeners. Uh, so, you know, if you have the time, give us a listen. Thanks to Gava and Lizla for letting you know what our podcast is about. You, the listener, please have fun with these two good movies and a microphone. And if you have fun with them, please consider having fun with us. We would love to have you. And I almost let you guys go without letting you know where to find us, which is a level of professionalism that I will probably never, ever reach again. You can listen to us on Podomatic, on Apple Podcasts. You can send us an email at let me know podcast um, at not at let me know podcast at gmail.com is it at i haven't had to say an email out loud in so long and you can follow us on social meds at let me know pod on twitter and facebook.com slash let me know podcast well thanks and now uh take it away all right hey everybody welcome to intermission with garver and lizzle Woo. Woo. okay so this is the part uh we're trying out for the show where we take a minute from the main topics to respond to some phone calls if we have them. Uh, this time, we do have a phone call. Somebody called in and left us a movie recommendation. Someone loves us. Let's hear it. I just finished watching The Exorcist 3 and thought you guys would be interested in it. It's very awesome, especially if you like the original. Keep up the excellent work on your podcast. I love it. Thanks. Bye. All right. Thank you for that recommendation of Exorcist 3. We have watched it. We watched it last night. Exorcist 3, what did you think about it? Okay, so I thought it was really interesting and also intense uh-huh. uh, just due to the gruesome killings that were in it. Yeah. Um, the head decapitation tool was fascinating as fuck. <laughs> the, it wasn't as scary as it uh, that I thought it was going to be. It's mostly um, more gory in a sense. And there were just some jump scenes, but I, I mostly my mouth was dropping yeah. at certain points. So that one jump scene in particular, we have a friend who told me before we watched the movie that this movie has the biggest jump scare, the scariest jump scare of any movie, in his opinion. So the whole time I was like watching for it. And when that happened, I was like, oh, man, I bet that's the scene he was talking about. And I just confirmed with him before we sat down to record the intermission. That is indeed the scene that he was talking about, that hallway scene with the nurse. Yeah, if you if you guys want to check it out, go to the scene of Nurse Amy. Nurse Amy. Yes. Poor so Nurse Amy. Spoiler. Aww. Well, I mean, come on. I like the way I like the way that whole sequence was directed and filmed, though, except for the cut in when she went to check the room where that guy was sleeping as a red herring moment. It was all one shot from the end of the hallway, a really far away shot. We got to see like, and, and so that's somehow unsettling. And the way that they choreographed all, all the cops leaving and her like walk, crossing the intersection of the hallway to go to the room as the other cop leaves, it's like they're supposed to be watching. They have a post uh, because these murders have been happening in the hospital. And, and now we see like the exact moment where there's no eyes on her. I don't think I liked the movie overall, but I liked certain aspects of it. And that's one of them. That scene was really that's probably that's for sure my favorite scene. I liked a lot of the tone, the way that William Peter Blatty conveyed the tone of dread through the movie. 
I have some problems with the way the story was conveyed. I feel like it had some exposition problems and some of the shots were really weird. Couldn't really tell where we were in the scene or what the characters were talking about. Some of the editing in the shots were super clunky, I guess, is the word I would use. And it was a little bit hard to follow the story. I wasn't real sure what we were supposed to be getting out of the plot. So Damien's possessed by this killer, but Damien's not the killer, but the killer can project himself outside of Damien's body to possess other people. So it's like a chain possession or something. So it was a little bit hard to follow what was actually going on. But in terms of just the way that they conveyed dread, I feel like George C. Scott did a really good job making the audience feel the weight that he was feeling. That might be the only George C. Scott movie I've ever seen. So if nothing else, I got out of it seeing a George C. Scott movie. <laughs> oh, and one other thing. I wasn't expecting the sense of humor. The relationship between George C. Scott's character and the uh, priest I thought was really funny. I was laughing through like the whole beginning of the movie. I thought those two guys were, were hilarious, which of course builds the relationship and makes it more impactful when the priest gets killed. So I think that's it. You have anything else to add to our uh, response to Exorcist 3? Nope. All right. Short and sweet. Now back to the show. All right, we're back with the second half of 2GMM, otherwise known as Two Good Movies and a Microphone. Welcome back, Liz. Thanks for showing me Toy Story 3. You're welcome. I can Liz show you more later. You that was weird. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> I don't know why that came out of me. So, are you ready to watch Last Man Standing? The TV show or the movie? The TV, no, the movie. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I mean, we can watch the TV show if you want. I like it, too. But yeah, I liked it. It's going to take a little longer than one evening to watch all of that episode, all of that show. This is true. Also, I don't think there are any gunfights in it. So I don't know how interested I am. I think they sell guns because he has like. Oh, yeah. That... He works at the, the yeah. TV version of Cabela's. What do you know about Last Man Standing? Not a damn thing, honestly, because when you put that on the list, I immediately went to the TV show. Uh -huh. But I knew it was a movie and I'm like, I don't know who's in it. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. You didn't know, even know that it's Bruce Willis movie. No. Interesting. Uh, so I'm going with the clear. Also, Google thinks of the TV show first. Also, if you search Last Man Standing, I had to go to like the, like halfway down the first page of results to find anything about the movie. Um, so Last Man Standing came out in 96. 1996. Good year. All right. So I've got the link there for you for the trailer. We're going to play the Snacknopsis game. Thank you. I keep wanting to say Snackpocalypse. We're about I to kinda, enter Snackpocalypse. I kind of like that too. To determine who buys snacks next time. This movie didn't get great reviews, um, but I remember it being amazing. I loved it. Well, it was it. That was 96. So I was about 12. So I probably wasn't able to watch those kind of movies. Yeah. I wasn't supposed to. Wait, you were 12? 96. I was born 84, so I was 12. I guess that, yeah, 12. Yeah, okay. I guess that makes sense. So you were 14. Yeah. Are, are you 14 when you enter high school? No. Did you skip a grade? Well, it really depends on 96, like around that time, because you were in the very beginning of the year. So you could have been turning 15 and around 15, you are in high school. Yeah. I don't remember, man. I don't remember how school works. I don't have kids, so I have no reference anymore. It's been 20 fucking years now. 
So. Oh my god. Uh huh. Ew. So. Ew. This movie. I haven't even stepped foot in a school. I mean, I think I visited my high school once or twice since I graduated, but. I guess you seem you feel so grown up when you go into high school. No, never. I never once did. I hated high school really? every single. I was bullied so much. So yeah, no. Me too. But it just fourteen sounds younger than I felt back then. I guess. You know what I mean? No. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> oh yeah, trailer. Okay, let's play a trailer. We'll get back on track next time, but. I was supposed to read the Toy Story one. Okay. We we keep forgetting that no, format. <laughs> again, we, you know we're playing around with formats. Yeah, it's yeah. This season, is a experimental. Se- yes. Season two will be way better. All right. It's New Line Cinema. I'm liking it already. I like New Line Cinema movies. Okay. So it's basically 1920s, 1930s mobster type style movie already. We have Bruce Willis in the car driving. He's squinting as usual. There's a lot of dust everywhere. Some, a lot of people are talking to him at the car. Seems like, he, oh, some dude broke his window. I hope it's in Florida because you can get that insured. So mostly right now, it just seems like Bruce Willis is against everyone in this town. And okay. everyone's sweaty, <laughs> but they have suits on. It was the 30s. You had to wear a suit. Oh, yeah, true. So he just killed a guy. Bruce Willis did. And then it looks like he's planning to kill a lot. Of, oh, that's Christopher freaking Walken. Yep. So it looks like Bruce is just like shooting everybody up. Christopher Walken's talking to him like, oh, my God, Christopher Walken's killing everyone. It's your typical mobster trailer thus far. A lot of squinting. Oh, I love that shot. A lot of guns, a lot of shooting, a lot of shit talking. That place is on fire. Isn't it? Was that Bruce Dern? Yeah. Okay. And then again, a lot of shit talking. Oh, Christopher Walken is against Bruce Willis. Does he have no friends in this town? Oh, I thought that guy's name was Who Will. Because I keep doing people's names <laughs> after them. It was like Bruce Willis. Who uh, will? <laughs> Christopher Walken. Who will? Music by Rye Cooter. Rye Cooter. Mr. Cooter. Mr. Cooter, please make me some music. All right. What do you think is going to happen? Give me your synopsis. I feel as though I still didn't gain any kind of information going into this except the actors who's in it. Uh huh. And that it's a mobster movie. That's all I got from it. Is that your whole it. synopsis? <laughs> <laughs> there are actors in it and it's a mobster movie. It's <laughs> pretty much what I got from that trailer. It's really <sighs> Okay, I'm going to I'm going to make something up. Bruce Willis's character rides into town. I think he has some kind of reputation there already. Okay. Like he left the town and he came back. And then people are pissed that he came back. Okay. So that's why the guy decided to punch his windshield, which there was no blood. I like to point that out. Um, <laughs> there's no skin rippage, anything. He just punched the windshield and nothing. Yeah, there's a lot of that in movies. Have you ever tried to punch a windshield? That Why? Shit, that shit would not happen. Well, first and foremost, I've seen people try to like hit windshields. It doesn't really crack. It just cracks them their bones, especially if you try to hit a Tesla window. <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> like, remember when Elon tried to break his own window? Yeah, it did eventually crack. But then he was like, OK, we're going to have to try to yeah. figure that out. <laughs> I still want a cyber truck. I know, you know. All right. We're getting off track. Okay. Yes. I did see that perhaps he came back to town for the girl that was walking really slowly across the street 
into a building and that was the last time you see her. So I'm assuming she's the main focus, but then they don't really highlight her in the trailer. I want to say Bruce Dern is trying to forewarn him about what's going on in the town and that he should leave because kind of an ally sort of situation. Yeah, he's not really against him. He's just like, this is how things are now since you left. Christopher Walken, Walken, Walken is running the town now. So you he's might He's walking all over town mm. Mm. hopefully there's cowbell in this that'd be amazing uh so then bruce willis is like i'm not fucking leaving without the girl and i'm gonna also take down anyone who gets in my way which is everyone in that damn town where do people live in that town like i don't know like <laughs> Are there any houses or is this like the town and then people just drive into it? Like I'm, I'm trying to figure out what the setup here, because it's not like a Western. This looks like a Western meets the 1920s. OK. And then there's a whole huge standoff. Well, it looks like I want to say Christopher Walken maybe burned down either the town or Bruce Willis's house. That was about it. So are we feeling happy ending or a sad ending? I see Bruce Willis is victorious through, with this since he would be the last man standing. You think he's the title last man? Yes, I think he he it's like a 1920s Western where he comes in, saves a girl, saves the town. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm real excited. And I like to point out I was trying. I was trying to win this this round versus <laughs> last time. Not throwing the fight this not time. Not throwing the fight. I just there's nothing for me to work with right now. You just now. wanted to buy the pretzels. The stipulation is that the winner doesn't pay for the snacks. Correct. So, but the winner could choose. Good point. Very good snack. point. So, maybe I mean, well, this is a fluid kind of yeah. Work in progress, this show. So are you ready? Yes, are you ready? <laughs> Let's push play. And we'll be right back after I see Last Man Standing. Me for now. Da, 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 da. Hey, and we are back and I have just recently watched The Last Man Standing. Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts about this. A one. lot of thoughts. All right. <laughs> yes. Well, first, we're going to see how you did in the Snacknopsis game. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So since you read the one, I'll read the, the one you did. OK, <clears throat> but next time we're going to switch it back. Yes, 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 yes. OK, so you said B-dubs, mm -hmm. right? Mm hmm. Bruce Willis, mm -hmm. B-dubs. I, I didn't say B-dubs, but... Rides into town. He did. He rode into town. Yeah. I mean, he drove Lee into Lee. town. So I don't think I can give you that one. You son of a bitch. <laughs> you write down that one. Okay. You said that Bruce Willis had gone away from the town, and now he's returning to town with a reputation preceding him, and everyone's pissed at him. That's because big, of that reputation. Yeah, that's a big fat no. Yeah, big fat no. He was actually going to Mexico for some reason. We don't know why. He's a drifter. So. Oh, for some reason, I thought he was coming from Mexico to Texas. Like he was coming oh, back. Oh, no, he was going through. He was oh. on his way to Mexico. Gotcha. Then the beginning, he said, came through town on my way to Mexico. He did sound like that. I needed a place to lay low for a while or something like that. Yeah. You have to squint your eyes more when you say that. It'll hurt if I do. <laughs> Some of the lines were great. <laughs> okay, um, we have our, our perspectives of great kind of different there. Okay. 
Go ahead. You said he came back to town for a girl. That's a big fat no. I think I'm going to. But he did go back into town for a girl later. That wasn't his initial yes, motive. Because the skirt was going to be his downfall. The skirt's going to be his downfall. Yep. Because I don't think he looks Are we still doing skirt. fractions? Do you want a half a point for that? I thought we weren't. Well, you did. We did do fractions that one I think, time. No, I think we decided that the fractions are the deciding factor. Yeah. If it's a tie, it's a tie. Yes. the but the half points are the tiebreaker. Yes, so you can award me half. Okay, I'll give I you a half one for that. I don't think I'm going to get anywhere near eight here. Let's let's let's, you know. I got eight. I forgot I got eight. Yeah, you got eight. Because I owned Toy Story three, right? Keep going. B D. Who's B D? I just write initials because I don't write fast enough. Bruce Dern. Oh. Uh, I was like, Bruce Dillis? Bruce, Bruce Dillis. <laughs> Bruce Dillis. Uh, Bruce Dern, who was the sheriff, he did not enforce the law because he knew the law would get him killed. Yeah. The, the, enforcing the law would get him killed because he was stuck in between the two gangs controlling the city. So he mm -hmm. was just like, I ain't doing shit. I saw it right outside the window. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You said Bruce Dern was going to try to warn him, warn Bruce Willis and tell him to leave. I think he did that. He did do that. B-dubs isn't leaving without girl. And he's going to take down everyone with him to get the girl out, as was your prediction. Mm -hmm. Maybe half a point. No, you're shaking your head. I mean, he definitely shook down everybody. But he was trying to get the girls out, but not necessarily with him. Mm -hmm. But the whole take down everybody. Yeah. I'm scratching right now to get any kind of point. Even though yeah. I know oh, I'm yeah. not going to get that eight. part is for sure. He took everybody out. Yes, he took everybody out. It just wasn't really. A, I guess it kind of was about the girl, though. It was about girls. Yeah, plural. It was about girls. Every girl he came across, he's like, nope, gonna save you. Nope, gonna save you. Nope, gonna save you. Were there three? There was three. There were three. There's three. He saved Leslie Mann. Yes. Was the um, lady of the night. Sex worker. I okay. think that's the appropriate. I would have said Lady of the Night I think, back I think, then. I think we call I think we're supposed to call them sex workers right now. Okay, okay, well not in the nineteen twenties, thirties. Oh no. Thinking, she was a whore in the nineteen thirties. Oh god. Lady of the night. Lady <laughs> of the night. Okay, you said there was gonna be a standoff and Christopher Walken burns down Bruce Willis's house. <laughs> yeah, no, that that didn't happen. <laughs> there was a standoff, but that there was, was not a, his house. There was a standoff. Yeah. I'll give you one and a half points for that because there was a standoff and he did burn down that thing yeah the entire gang did not the entire just gang did that's right yeah it wasn't okay i'm taking that... back one of those half points you should have never said anything yeah it was the whole gang it wasn't really christopher walken necessarily hickey 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 and the last prediction you had was that b-dubs bruce willis if anybody's not following along is last man standing which he fucking was Full point. Yes. Full point. So I got five at least. So I didn't lose that as bad as I thought I was going to lose. Oh, really? Yeah, How I bad did was... you think you were going to lose? Oh, I thought I was going to get like maybe three points. Oh. Get my ass like handed yeah. to me. It's pretty good. Just like right. since I didn't know anything about it. Now the important question. Yes. Did you like the last man standing? Like is such an... It's not really a narrow word I would probably use um, for this particular movie. What would you use? Loved? Uh, worshipped. Uh, um, What's more than worshipped? 
Idolized? It's a I, movie that's going in the spank bank. I don't know about that tub scene. Maybe I'm pretty sure I saw it. Dude, I did you through oh the God, soapy did water. Dude, I don't care how soapy that was. I saw a dick. <laughs> I saw it. I was like, well, goddamn, Bruce Willis or Bruce Dillis. I'm gonna call him Bruce Dillis from now. Wow. On. <laughs> I think you see his wang and the other part where he gets up off the ground too, mm-hmm. and he's naked. It's very quick. You see the little dangle bob mm-hmm. between his legs there. Mm-hmm. Very quick. His his mini. As many B-dub. If you slow it down, maybe. Probably. You can probably get a freeze frame. Yeah. But, um... It it, it probably was good during that time period of 96. I don't know if it was ever good. Yeah, I'm trying to to be nice because I really like Bruce Willis. I like him. He was good. He was Bruce Willis. He was Bruce Willis, yeah. I mean, there's no good or bad about that. It just is Bruce Willis. I don't think the character was real. No. Deep. <laughs> no. Which is part of the, what I like about it. It was, it was, it you was. You could just say no. It was okay. It was okay. I, yeah. I, Even I agree with the uh, IMDb score of 6.4. I think what maybe saved it was uh, just, you know, maybe some of the fight scenes. And that's about it. I can't tell if they were meant to be exaggerated or <laughs> if... <laughs> That's just the way they did fight scenes in the 90s, uh, gunfights in the 90s. The way that the dudes were like flying backward. Yeah, they they literally had them on the string and snooze. They got hit by one yeah. bullet. They get yanked back and did like a somersault. Yeah. And then landed on either their backs or faces or whatnot. Sometimes their back and face. Yeah. Yeah. I saw or they would land on their side and then they would keep rolling yeah. as they were being shot. That was the guy at the end. Yes. Was that Bob? Was that Deputy Bob? No, that was not. We don't know. No, the, the sheriff and deputy s- were not. Touched. I hadn't seen that guy. Be- I didn't notice that guy before. And then he just showed up with Hickey at the final standoff. Yeah. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy smiling? He was always in the back eating a sandwich. I mean, I bet he was like a grip or something that got pulled in and just to be on camera because he like he walked in all awkward. Yeah. And he looked like a grip, too. He looked like a grip. Yeah. I'll take your word for that. It looked like he was not used to being on camera. Uh, That's what it looked like to me. Were there any things that you liked? I mean, of course, Bruce Willis, like he had like little one liners here and there. There were some little itty bitty bitty parts of comic relief. Yeah. Um, Joe. from Joe, the, the bartender. Yeah, Joe was good. I'm just going to stand here and watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm done. <laughs> that was funny at the end. Uh, I guess, again, even though the fight scenes were overly, overly dramatic and exaggerated to the point where it looks mm-hmm. like people were twerking when they were getting yeah. shot up. Yeah, it was just mostly the fight scenes that I liked. And he only got shot once out of all of that. Yeah. And he, he wasn't did. even really particularly trying to not get shot. Mm-hmm. He was just standing there with his two guns and he only got shot once. And then I liked how he was being a baby about it. He after was he being got a baby? Well, compared to like, he's just slinging lead through the entire town. And then he's like, oh my God, I get shot. Uh, oh my God. Uh. Bruce Willis, is, if you're listening to this, he does not mean this. He, he really doesn't. I just thought it was funny, the, the difference between what he was doing to all the people. And then he got one little bullet wound and 
Well, maybe he finally understands how it feels. <laughs> he like, never oh, gets shot. Oh my God, this is what I'm doing to people. Exactly. This really hurts. <laughs> it's like when Nelson in The Simpsons laughed at himself in the mirror. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah. No wonder nobody came to my birthday party. <laughs> Things you disliked. <laughs> OK, hold on. Hold my pearls. <laughs> this is going to take a bit. Um, well, one of the main things like I really got annoyed with and I understand that time period and they're gangsters. Uh-huh. The fact that how the women were treated throughout that entire yeah. film. And it would just it just kept pissing me off. Even when Bruce Dillis, how he treated the the um, oh sex God. worker. No, not this. Oh, he had his his reasoning for that. Why oh. he bashed her head into the door because he thought that she gave him up, which right. she kind of did. But again, she had no choice mm -hmm. with these guys. Mm -hmm. Is either she's going to be killed or work with them. That's it. But I was talking about the other blonde who was mm -hmm. the um, Strazzi's girlfriend. Yes. Her. It felt like everyone was using her. Yeah. Even even Bruce. Yeah. For information, right? Granted, at the end, he I mean, not the end, but when he finally saw that she was hurt, he was kind of like whatever about the situation when he saw that she had like a busted lip. Yeah. And her face was all messed up. He's like, oh, you're heel. You'll be kind of good looking. Oh, right. That's right. And I was like, <laughs> that was the first time I was like, fuck you, Bruce. And if you're listening to that, it, this this is true. Go fuck yourself for that for that moment. Because I was like, you're being a dick right now. For mm -hmm. saying that to her. Mm -hmm. And then when she finally showed her ear was cut off. That's when he's like, oh, oh, hell no. Yeah. I was like, oh, so our ear has to be cut off for yeah. you to have any kind of sympathy. That part pissed me Well, he said off. he was born without a conscience. I understand that. But come on, dude. Come on. Yeah, it was just like the only time you ever saw women were being hurt property or have they were just... Mm -hmm. In a brothel. That's it. None of the managing an office building or anything no, 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 like no, no, that. No, yeah. no or, or even one like having just they're fucking done with the situations. They're like, fuck you. I'm going to fuck you up by mm -hmm. shooting you. Even mm -hmm. if I die, fuck you. I don't know. I, that would be me at that point. I'm like, I'm not taking this anymore. The sequel should be called Last Woman Standing. Yes, that was my main thing other than some of the cuts. Yeah, I definitely didn't notice that the last time I saw it 20 years ago. Some of the edits were confusing. He was walking out of the saloon when he just fucked like two guys up. And then it cut to him being in Strazi's place. And you're like, OK, well, A, how did he get to Strazi? How did he meet Strazi? Yeah, that whole was I mean, I think they mentioned Strazi's name. But the whole scene or if there was a scene, maybe it didn't get shot or something. I don't know. Like skip that whole part. They were like, you know what? Just cut whatever is in between, like uh -huh. him being told where his place is at or him like mm -hmm. contacting someone to contact Bruce Dillis mm -hmm. to talk to him about it. It was jarring. And then there was one scene that I thought was funny. I don't know the technical term because I'm not in production. So help me out here, Garver. They were trying to go to the next scene, but kind of illuminate like the sun being really bright in the desert where the oh. cars are coming in a just a white screen i'm not real sure what they were trying to do they could have been trying to do a wipe cut i think the car was driving out of the scene yes and part of the problem was that we're going we're coming from a really dark scene into mm -hmm. a really bright scene mm -hmm. so the contrast between the two scenes is really high it looked like they were trying to use the car as the wipe cut 
oh, to, to that next, next scene. But it looked like it cut too early or something. Yeah. And then we were just like, bam, full bright sky and sitting in the dark watching the movie on a eight inches away from a 52 inch TV <laughs> is like, ah, oh, ah, it was it was startling. Yes, yes, it, it hurt, was. hurt the eyeballs a little bit. Some of the edits almost seemed unfinished. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't get to go back through and do a polishing pass or something. Yeah, yeah, it was really bad with with that. Yeah. I liked some of the choices. Some of I don't know. There were some bad edits in there. I'm not in that scene where she came to him with the cutoff ear. The camera was like moving around each of them when they were having their parts of the conversations. Mm-hmm. When it was on her, it was kind of arcing around her. And then it got around to her the front of her face and almost, I think, around to the other side of her face. And then the next cut, it cut back to where it was kind of on the side of her face again. It was a weird cut. Maybe that was intentional for some reason. Maybe they didn't get enough coverage and they who knows, there could be like a thousand different reasons to make weird cuts like that. I mean, maybe they were cutting a lot of things out because some of the dialogue and some of just how the story was flowing was kind of weird and odd. Yeah. Like even when he he drove into town and I understand that they were trying to get the point across immediately that the these gangs here in the town are not to be fucked with whatsoever. I they could have went a different route with it. Spoiler alert. They got fucked with pretty much really hard. No lube. <laughs> but the fact that when Bruce Willis went, to, oh, wait, sorry. <clears throat> when Bruce Willis went into town, this should have been on my first top thing that I oh, said, because yeah. uh, I was like, the movie's done with. I'm good. You show a dead horse on the ground. And what you happened sh- to that horse? Why would you leave it there? Why? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? We, ne- we never got we, it was also not there for the rest of the movie. Everyone had cars. Yeah. So where did the horse come from? Is yeah. Are they trying to, to um, point out that there there's nothing there? Even horses. Probably. All yeah. Taken over by modern. Yeah. Um, it's like a modernized now this this town, but it's dying as well. So I, I don't know what the point of that was, but that pissed me off. But then when Bruce Willis was driving up and then the he stops his car so he can let people cross the street, mm-hmm. there was a girl. You're going to look at people when they cross the street, mm-hmm. especially with Bruce. He's always squinting. So you can never tell <laughs> what kind of face he's making or whatever the case may be. But the the gang, the Doyle gang, yeah. thought that he was checking out the girl, mm-hmm. which I'm like, what the fuck? And then the the, the point of them... To get across, like, you can't look at her by punching the windshield. Yeah. And then popping his tire and then breaking his headlight. Yeah. I'm like, you just made it difficult for him to leave town. <laughs> I know. I was thinking that, too. If you think he's a threat, you just made him Why stay. would you? So that part of right from the get go, I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? Because he was just wanted a place to stay for the night. Yeah, that's it. That's all he wanted. But just, just because he glanced in a direction. Yeah. I mean, I know most guys get in trouble for looking at girls anyways, Mm -hmm. but I mean, I've never been stranded in a town by a gang of prohibitioners, though. I mean, there's still time. Would they be the prohibitioners? They're the anti-prohibitioners. 
mobsters. Yeah, well, they are mobsters. They're from Chicago, right? Strazzy? Um, yeah, thank you, Strazzy. I from think, Chicago. I think but... Strazzy's gang was Chicago. I don't know where Doyle's gang was from. How did you guys wind up here out of all places? Why would you want to run this town? There's yeah. nothing there. That was confusing, too. I think we're mm -hmm. seeing the death of the town. The population sign said like 5,000. Oh, it did in the beginning. But it was marked off to then say like 57. Probably because of the war between those two mm -hmm. gangs, they said all the decent folk have been run off and they're just still stuck there fighting. And probably neither one of them wants to leave because that means they lose. Now that you, you brought that up, that is a really good, I guess, station for them to smuggle in things, yeah. especially since it's so close to the border. What do you say, 30 miles, 50 miles? Something like that. It was pretty close. From the border, yeah. yeah. I mean, you kind of have to pull that out of it because yeah. the movie's not real great about telling the story. <laughs> which... yeah. Okay, can we also go back to the fact that I know Bruce Willis has gotten messed up in movies, yeah. i.e. Die Hard. Yeah. Let's let's talk about the glass thing with his feet. Shoot but, the glass. But... The fact of how messed up he was in this movie was very concerning. He got the shit beat out of him. His eye was gone. Yeah. Like he needed to put heat on it and then just cut. Yeah. He just needed I thought to that's what he eye. was going to do when he picked up that machete. Just cut his eye? Yeah. Because that's <laughs> what boxers do, right? They release the pressure. Correct. Yes. And then and then tape it up or whatever. Um, yeah. They either tape it or that they actually put heat on it to. Yeah. To also with the wounds to was it cauterize? Thank you. While we were watching the movie, I was wondering where they get all their ammo in the middle of this town. And then not long after that, we see him at a table full of ammo. And he's just loading. There had to be 50 fucking clips on, on that table. And then just a pile of fucking bullets and then a box of bullets over here. Like, no idea where he got them. Well, wait. Didn't what, what was the cargo that they stopped of Strazi's from the door? Oh, no, no, no. The Doyles were bringing it in that and Strazi stopped it. Yeah, that shipment that they was that guns. Was that I don't know what that was. They they just they just kept saying a shipment. I assumed it was alcohol because prohibition, it's prohibition. But they didn't really specify. So it could have been guns. I don't know. It, I think it was military, right? I thought the military was just the guards, though. Correct. Yeah. They, they hired some corrupt soldiers to guard the caravan. I'm going to go with guns because if we need that many people to guard it, I would think that it has to be something of value. It's the only way we can justify how they have all that ammo. Definitely. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Smuggled ammo. Mm -hmm. Mystery solved. Yes. <laughs> Did it meet your expectations? <laughs> I think it <lowered> it. <laughs> First, the trailer, I was like, okay, this this kind of looks good. Yeah. I, I, I'm digging this, like this whole mobster mm -hmm. thing with Bruce. But then I, then after the movie, I was like, but you did maybe, say maybe not. it looks like a Western with mobsters. Yes. And I think that's exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. um, the director is known for Westerns. Oh. So he... I mean, I think he made it like a Western lone cowboy coming into town. And and then it's, you know, the story is a Kurosawa story. Which what is that? Um, Yojimbo, I think I did say the title. before. Yeah, yeah I, I thought you that was all in the little 
run through. Well, you just asked me what the title was. No, no, no. I asked you, what is it? You referenced it, but I don't know what you're ta- what you're referencing. Oh, you don't. Wait, you're wait. saying that you don't know who Akira Kurosawa is. Correct. Oh, OK. Now I understand what you're saying. So his directorial debut was in 1943. Seven Samurai is a real, real famous one. OK, I might have to add that to my list on my own to watch. So this is from the mini bio on IMDb. Kurosawa entered the film industry in 1936 as an assistant director, eventually making his directorial debut with Senshiro Sugata in 1943. Within a few years, Kurosawa had achieved sufficient stature to allow him greater creative freedom. Drunken Angel, 1948, was the first film he made without extensive studio interference and marked his first collaboration with Toshiro Maifun. I don't know if I pronounce that right. In the coming decades, the two would make 16 movies together, and Mifun became as closely associated with Kurosawa's films as as was John Wayne with the films of Kurosawa's idol, John Ford. After working in a wide range of genres, Kurosawa made his international breakthrough film, Rashomon, in 1950. It won the top prize at the Venice Film Festival and revealed and first revealed the richness of Japanese Japanese cinema to the West. The next few years saw the low-key touching Ikiru in 1952, the epic Seven Samurai in 1954, the barbaric, riveting Shakespeare adaptation Throne of Blood in 1957, and a fun pair of samurai comedies, Yojimbo and Sanjuro. So it's a samurai comedy. I don't even know what that means. (laughs) I like that they, the way they write that, it's like, that's its own genre. (laughs) Oh, and he wrote a samurai comedy. I'm intrigued by that. Well, we can watch it. Yojimbo in 1961. By the way, these some of these titles are really awesome. Like Drunken Angel. Yeah. That's awesome. And then The Throne of Blood. Yes. Kurosawa's films have always been more popular in the West than in his native Japan, where critics have viewed his adaptations of Western genres and authors with suspicion, but he's revered by American and European filmmakers. Yeah, highly influential. He's a legend. But now I'm because of this, I really want to watch his films. Yeah, uh, Seven Samurai is awesome. Uh, that, I think that might be the only one I've seen. We should do some Kurosawa. Yes. Do a Kurosawa night. Hell yeah, I'm down. Well, at least there's a silver lining to watching this film. I'm going to see a Kurosawa. I get to learn about Kurosawa. <laughs> um, all right, so the final judgment. View it or eschew it? View it. If you're really bored. Okay. <laughs> Otherwise, skew it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't. I just can't. Who are you apologizing to? I mean, you, because I know, I know there's going to be one you're going to be like, really, Leilani? Really? Look, I know this is called Two Good Movies and a Microphone, but there are going to be some times when it's not a great movie. It's not called Two Great Movies. This is, this is true. This is true. I still like this movie. Because of reasons. I'm man enough to admit that it's not very good. It has problems, mostly in editing and writing. Uh, but Bruce Willis is pristine. Oh, of course. Bruce Willis. He but did no wrong. I, you know what? I'm so glad that I got to watch a, a film I've never seen, never heard of. Yeah. So I can put it away in my library of what not to watch again. It's okay to watch movies that you didn't like. Yeah, of course. There's going to always be I think. I think some we out need there. To, can we take a second to do a PSA for all the people out there? Yes, go ahead. 
all the your... all, all the would-be moviegoers. Get your PSA voice on. You don't have to like every movie. Stop trying to have the perfect experience every moment of your life. Just go. You don't need to know if it's the best movie of all time before you go see it. Just watch it and find out for yourself and use your own brain to discover something. It's okay if it isn't your favorite movie. It's fine. Insert the more you know star going yeah. across. The more you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, end Garver rant. So yeah, I, I think that's the end of the show. You just, you know, ranted I just to the talking. end. Yeah. <laughs> I forget how we end this show. How do we end it? Bye. Oh, we've got a preview the next. <laughs> oh. Bye. <laughs> Bye. That's how you end the show. Bye. I don't even know what the next movies are. Where are we going here? Oh, shit. Is it going to be Rocky? Jesus. <laughs> exciting. Oh you have no idea. God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So the next one's... Well, you're going to be excited, too, because the next one is going to be Idiocracy. And you've been wanting me to watch that for a while, it's too. It's Rocky and Idiocracy? Yes. Wow. All right. So episode five is going to be Idiocracy for you, Rocky for me guys if you haven't seen those movies and you want to be involved in the conversation uh you've got some time to check them out idiocracy rocky you've probably seen rocky i think i'm the only person that hasn't seen rocky i know i know everyone's yelling at me it's fine i'm about to watch it and as always if you have a spoiler free hot take that you would like to share about uh the next pair of movies or any movies that you want to talk about if you want to recommend some movies to us, just give us a ring on the voicemail number, and we might use it in an episode. That number, as always, is 813-530-5216. And it looks like we have a new voicemail for this episode. You want to see who it is, Lizzle? Well, what are you waiting for? Press play. All right, let's do it. Hey, I think you guys uh, should review Angel Heart sometime. All right, short and sweet. We like him that way. Uh, all right, Angel Heart. Uh, that is the Mickey Rourke movie from a while ago. It's a pretty old one. Um, I think maybe the 80s. Lizzle, have you seen that one? I've never even heard of it. Does the angel give like their heart up for a transplant? I'm pretty sure. That's exactly the plot. It's a detective story and some funky shit goes on. That's all I remember about it. I have seen it, but it's been a damn while. So, now uh, are you talking about pre or post surgery? I think pre. Okay. I'm not real sure. I'm not too familiar with his timeline on that kind of stuff, but I'm pretty sure it was before. Thank you for the Angel Heart recommendation. We will get it in when we can and uh, record a response on one of the shows. Thanks, guys, for the recommendations. Keep them coming. We love them. And if you guys are enjoying the show, we'd love it if you recommended us to your friends. Um, Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That'll help out the show. Follow our social media, and you can keep up to date um, when the new episodes come out or anything else that's going on with the show. That's on Twitter and Instagram. Those two. No Facebook. Don't look on Facebook because we're not there. But on Twitter and Instagram... It's at 2GMM underscore pod. All right, guys. I have been Garver. 
I've been Lizzle. We'll be back next time with two more good movies. Probably good movies. I hope so. Yo, mine is. All right, guys. We are out of here. Bye. Deuces. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. I'm, I'm talking at... Okay, I'm talking in my podcast... Pod, Jesus Christ, I could say fucking podcast. My tongue exercise. I've got to do it before you record so your mouth is limber. That explains a lot. Are we just going into... No, none on the data? Yeah. What, yeah, I, yeah. Sorry, I'm filling out the new format, so yes. I'm like, so... No, yeah, go, keep going, Formatting, keep going. Sorry, I, inter- I interrupted you. Yeah, you did, because you gave I me that look like, improv. no, you don't do it. And you, look, you were going <laughs> to shake your head. I was like, okay, I won't do it. But then you're like, keep going. I was like, oh. Thank you for consuming this digital audio content. Two Good Movies and a Microphone is a Black Arrow Media production. Hosted by Garver and Lizzle. Produced, engineered, and edited by Brandon Garver. Theme music licensed from machinimasounds.com. Let's all go to the lobby audio licensed from Filmax Studios. Leave a voicemail at 813-530-5216 to share your two cents about the topic movies of a future episode. And be sure to tune in next week for the exciting continuation of two good movies and a microphone. Low Rent Movie Guy narrator signing off.